Welcome to the AccuSprout Podcast, where it's my mission to help new practitioners of Chinese medicine navigate from school to career. I'm Stacy. I'm an acupuncturist and herbalist, podcaster, coach, and creator of Magical Networks. Be sure to check out all four pillars of the podcast where I cover case studies to sharpen your clinical skills, mindset Mondays to support your mental health, new practitioner interviews to prove that you are not alone, and all things business from launching your practice to negotiating your pay if you choose to be an employee. This podcast is made possible by our sponsors. So if you would like to support the podcast, be sure to check out the sponsors page on the website to claim your special AccuSprout offers. When I first started my practice, I was actually kind of a disaster when it came to my books. I hired an accountant who actually laundered money from another client. So I went on a quest to find a bookkeeper who really tailors to and loves working with acupuncturists. And I found Sarah at Horizon West Bookkeeping, and I'm feeling pretty fortunate. Sarah offers acupuncturists and the AccuSprout community a couple different packages so that she can meet you where you are. If you're new to practice, she can come in and do what's called a QuickBooks startup package for you, where you get pretty deep discounts on QuickBooks for about four months. She sets up your chart of accounts, assists with linking your bank accounts, makes sure that all the transactions are imported, and then teaches you how to use it with two hours of one-on-one training. It's a killer deal. She also offers cleanup packages and catch-up packages. Not catch-up packages, guys. Catch-up packages. And a monthly package, which is what I use. And I find it quite affordable and so, so, so worth it because, honestly, I never, since the beginning, have been able to keep up with my bookkeeping. You can schedule a free 15-minute consultation with Sarah to make sure that you guys are the right fit for each other. And you can do that at horizonwestbookkeeping.com forward slash AccuSprout or look for the link in the show notes. Today's episode is also sponsored by Jane, an all-in-one practice management software with helpful features to power your acupuncture practice. Jane offers flexible scheduling options that match the way you work. You have the option of offering one-on-one online sessions for initial consults, meeting in person, and scheduling staggered appointments to accommodate treating patients across different treatment rooms. Jane has you covered. Keep the relaxation going with a seamless checkout experience using Jane's PCI-compliant payment solution, Jane Payments. You can collect patient credit cards securely through your intake form or at the time of booking with an online booking payment policy. This can also help reduce no-shows in your practice. It's a win-win. And Jane's unlimited SMS and email reminders can be sent automatically before each appointment as an extra layer of no-show protection. To learn more about how Jane's helpful features can help you power your acupuncture practice, head to jane.app to book a one-on-one demo with a member of their team. Or if you're ready to get started, head on over to accusprout.com forward slash Jane. And remember to use the code accusprout1mo at the time of sign up to get a one-month grace period applied to your new account. Welcome to the AccuSprout Podcast, where it's my mission to create a supportive community for new practitioners of Chinese medicine, while I give you the information and inspiration to help you grow towards your vision of success in your first couple years of practice. This is Stacey Whitcomb, and I am your host. Heads up. 
This show is not for you if you already have a practice. You will be completely bored. This show is for the newbie, the student, or the recent graduate. You? Yes, you. The one with the thinning hair and the dark circles under your eyes. The one who's lost all of your friends in the last three to four years and all you want to do is sleep for the next couple months. Yep, you. And I, I hate to do this because I think you're probably at the point where you can see the light, but you don't know this yet because you've been so focused on research projects and board exams, but I have a little bit of bad news for you. So here is your there is no Santa Claus moment. You now have a lot of very unsexy stuff to do before you can even think about practicing medicine. And it doesn't matter what your future career goals are, you still have to get through another little slog fest here. But don't worry, I've got you. I am about to tell you exactly what you need to do. In, in this episode, I'm going to cover the first five pain-in-the-ass businessy things you absolutely have to do in the beginning, all of you. So obviously, the first thing that you need to know or do right after graduation, and this is maybe maybe it's going to be six things because this one's just sort of a give me. I just sort of think you already know this anyway. While you're taking your board exams or even if you're still a student, you need to take a look at the potential states that you're going to be practicing in and what the requirements are for your state occupational license as an acupuncturist because some states only meet like a couple times a year. And so once you get out, you're going to be chomping at the bit and you're going to be really pissed if you have to wait another six months before you can even file. So take a look at that so that you can time it properly and you don't miss it. I did apply in one state that only met, I think they only met like twice a year. So take a look at that first. Number one, first thing you need to do is get your business license. So your business license is a state thing and your options are many. Here's what you need to do. Google your state name and then the words choose a business structure. And then you want to go check out the websites that end in only in .gov. There are a ton of companies out there preying on you because you're gullible and you don't know what you're doing yet. So don't be a sucker. And and when I say don't be a sucker, I mean a sucker like me, <laughs> because I think I paid $80 for something in the beginning that I didn't need. It was a lovely $80 document. So be sure that you're taking a look at everything when you research stuff that it's .gov. That way, you know, you're actually getting the entities that you need to be talking to. Yeah. And that was a stupid mistake. Owning it. What else? What we're talking about here is whether you can file as a sole proprietor, an LLC, a corporation, and that can go into like an S corp or a C corp, whether or not you're going to be limited, limited liability partnership. If your state doesn't give a good explanation, go look at Kansas. I particularly like Kansas, but I must warn you, never drive through Kansas. Kansas is eight hours of the same rolling prairie it's ridiculous. And you'll want to go 120 because it feels like 55, but don't because they patrol in the air. I digress. So if you get confused about the business entities, just check out Kansas. Like they dial it in very, very well. Some states don't, not so much. And basically, I want to throw out a disclaimer here because obviously I'm not an attorney. So if you really feel shaky on what to choose, then, then consult a professional. But it's 
it's pretty straightforward. And so with that being said, I'll tell you my thought process and what I did, because I think it's applicable to probably 90% of you. The first thing that you take a look at is really if you're just starting a solo practice or if you're going to be a contractor, you are going to choose from basically, basically, and like I said, not all states are pretty much the same, but there may be variations. Your choices really are sole proprietor or single member LLC. Now, I didn't choose sole proprietor mainly because if you choose sole proprietor, the money crosses over. And if you get in a lawsuit and you get sued, you can lose all of your own personal assets like your house. So I didn't do that. In other words, do that if you want, but you're going to be screwed if you ever get sued. Well, you are anyway, right? So single member LLC, that's that's where I went. Here in Washington, that will transfer eventually when I'm making enough money. There may be a point where as far as paying taxes, it'll be better for me to go as an S-corp. If you're going into partnership, then it would probably be a limited liability partnership that you want to take a look at. Do not feel pressured when you do this to come up with a business name. I think I sat on this for a while and didn't do it, but ultimately just get it done. And the way that you can get that done and go ahead and file your business name later is that you just file your LLC as your name and acupuncture LLC. So Stacy Whitcomb LLC. I screwed this one up too, <laughs> but it was a couple of years ago. I have to say, I mean, I did all the things. When I did mine, I put my business name as Fairwinds Acupuncture LLC. And that didn't leave me any wiggle room. So what I should have done is Stacy Whitcomb LLC. And then I could have filed DBAs, DBA, doing business as under that for a fee, for a small fee later when I decided what my business name was going to be. So later I could have filed a DBA for Fairwinds Acupuncture and another DBA for AccuSprout. So ultimately that's what I did. I filed my AccuSprout as a DBA under Fairwinds Acupuncture LLC, but it should have been Stacy Whitcomb. So I'll probably change that. But that should be helpful, I hope, and not confusing. Got it? Moving on to number two, get your employer identification number. This is your EIN. It doesn't take long at all. This is a federal uh, nine-digit number that is assigned by the Internal Revenue Service to business entities operating in the United States for the purposes of identification. So in other words, sometimes on some forms, you'll get a request for either your social security number or your EIN, your employee identification number. You should never use your social security number. You should always use your employer identification number. That is why you're going to sign up for this. This is basically your number for when you pay taxes through your business. This is what they ask for. You need it. Go do it. Do the thing. Should only take 10 minutes. When you're through with your employee identification number, then you need to go and register for your state tax identification number if you sell any tangible goods, including supplements. Now, you're going to have to check out and see if supplements are taxable in your state. And they should be, actually. They're tangible goods. 
So you might look at the Department of Revenue, the DOR is maybe where you'll find this information. In the state of Washington, we have what's called a UBI, which is a Unified Business Identifier. And that is the number that we use when we file taxes. And those I end up filing quarterly. So when you sell a product, say I buy my herbal supplements from Blue Poppy. You're welcome, Blue Poppy. I love them. So I buy my supplements from Blue Poppy. And and then I mark them up, obviously. And when I sell them, my patients have to pay sales tax. I collect that sales tax and that goes back to the state. Got that? So collect, meaning it goes into my bank account. And then I write a check quarterly based on that. So you'll find that in your reports, what your sales tax is. I've found that I use uh, the Square Reader and it has really great like business reports that you can pull up this information and see how much you sold in the quarter and what sales tax amount was. You can also do that in your electronic health records. But ultimately, it's super easy. If you don't have an EHR, then your POS system, point of sale system, which I use, like I just said, Square, works really well. So, and then then you pay those sales tax. So that explains that. Sorry, I'm explaining things as if you were in fourth grade, but if you've never heard this, then I just want to make it really simple for you guys. While you're at it, take a look and see what your city sales tax rate is and record that. My suggestion, honestly, with all of this, to create a database and record that. So you're going to have your state license number, your EIN number, your city tax ID number, your... It's just so handy to keep all of this shit in one place. I promise you, you'll look it up a million times. And if you don't write it down, you'll go looking for it. It just takes a bunch of time later in life. So be organized now. So record in that your your sales tax rate for your city. That's where you're going to find that. Lastly, with this whole thing, you need to find out if your city requires a business license to operate. Most of them do. And you need to apply with the city for a city business license. Okay. Number three, open a business bank account. Here's the thing about opening a business bank account. I know so many businesses and friends who have, quote, developed relationships with their bank over time. And if you do that locally, what happens is, if you do a really good job of it, you'll get heads up about like when the PPP loans came out and we were applying through banks if my banker loved me, she, she would have called me first. Like that is really over the top good customer service from a bank. But I don't have that relationship with my bank, but I, I have friends who have had relationships with bankers like that. I have a friend many years ago, his banker called him when the interest rates dropped and he refinanced his house. I mean, that's how good you can have it. <laughs> relationships with banker. That has never happened for me. But I'm telling you this because you can also open a business bank account online. And that also isn't a bad idea. Okay, open a business account. You're going to need that EIN number to open your business account. And you're going to also need potentially your a copy of your LLC. 
So you see how this all adds up? I'm trying to put it in line for you guys so that it just kind of goes boom, 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 boom. Because most of us, this is what I found so irritating when I first started, most of us go to the bank to open a business account. The bank's like, you need an LLC. So then you go get your LLC and you go back to the bank and they're like, no, now you need an EIN. And then you apply for your EIN and then you go back to the bank. It's just so time consuming. So time consuming. I'm dialing it in for you guys. So here you go. Okay. So you opened your business bank account. You could apply for a business credit card. And you want to make sure that this is completely under your business. So if you're new, you're going to start from scratch. And a way to do this, start establishing credit from the very basic, basic standpoint. One, you can get a Costco card, a business credit card through Costco, perhaps, and start establishing your credit that way. And then you can buy gas, right? If you're recording your gas as a part of a business expense or your mileage. Another way that you could establish credit is to purchase your phone. Like I bought my latest cell phone through Verizon and I financed it. So I've been making payments on it for two years, which I hate, but it is establishing business credit because I set up my phone under my LLC. So that's another option too, if you're struggling to find ways to establish credit. Now, I want you to really think about whether or not you want credit. I think we're a debt society, so be careful with that. Do not sink your business before you even launch it, okay? That's just my words of wisdom and old age. Don't do that. Um, Be sure and pay them off every single month. Lastly, with the bank, you want to ask them about merchant services. They also can set you up with a point of sale service system. You just want to take a look at what the interest rates are and what fees they're going to nail you with when you accept credit cards. I really didn't find that my bank had a good deal. And the another thing I'm just going to give you a heads up about, about setting up a POS system is that when people have health savings accounts, they don't always run through certain systems. So when I set up originally, I had uh, QuickBooks and through QuickBooks, I used a POS system called Intuit because everything just kind of went right into my QuickBooks account and it showed up real nice, but I couldn't take health saving accounts through that. So that is why I like Square because you can run HSA cards as well. And then I have them all in one place because I was having two different point of sale systems and I didn't like that. Okay. Number five, talk to your banker about a business line of credit. Just see what you qualify for because you might need to use this in clinic startup. Another thing that you can do is go take a look at small business administration. They offer free help for new businesses when they're setting up. And you can find a mentor who will walk you through all of the things that you need to do to establish your practice. It's a really great resource. And I think a lot of people just don't really know about it. So that was it. That was pretty painless. So there you have it. The first five pain in the ass, businessy things you absolutely have to do in the beginning whether you're starting your own practice or you're acting as a contractor. Yes, even if you're acting as a contractor, you need to separate your business if you're going to be a contractor from your personal income, from your personal accounts, sorry. 
If you like this and appreciate this information, please follow me on Instagram or tell somebody about it. This is the kind of stuff that I absolutely wish that I had in the beginning, and I hope it finds you in time. So take care. Keep jumping through the hoops. You'll get there. You've got this, and I've got you. Take care. That's it. That's the end of the show. Thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate you guys. And if you appreciate this podcast, it would be amazing if you could head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a great review. And if you don't like what I'm doing, then that's okay. No worries. Just skip it.